Hey there, this is Anne. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I did want to mention that this episode is really amazing because they're talking about using mushrooms for animal health in a way that really gives me some hope as far as how we can really support our pets' bodies. And because of what uh, I learned in this episode, I actually switched the mushrooms that I was using over to real mushrooms and became uh, an affiliate with them. If you'd like to use my discount code, you can. You can use the affiliate link in the description if you're able to access that, or you can you know, go to realmushrooms.com and use an animal intuitive, and that's Ann with an E. Enjoy the show. Here on the Animal Intuitive Show, my goal is always to find ways to help our pets live longer, healthier, happier lives. And tonight we're going to talk about an interesting way to do that with medicinal mushrooms. So keep watching and we'll have time for Q&A as well. Dr. Robert Silver is established as one of the first established one of the first veterinary clinics in Boulder, Colorado way back in 1993. Um, one of the one of the first integrative veterinary clinics, I should say, and he's become a nationally recognized expert in veterinary herbal and nutraceutical medicines, medicinal mushrooms, veterinary CBD, and cannabis therapeutics. He has an adjunct has adjunct fa faculty positions at Lincoln Memorial University College of Veterinary Medicine and Shi University a college of traditional Chinese veterinary medicine. Dr. Silver brings to um, what is called the real mushroom science team. We're gonna learn more about that tonight. 40 years of practical clinical experience treating small and large animals with diet, acupuncture, nutraceuticals, botanicals, and medicinal mushrooms. And Jody Camlet is a registered veterinary technician and a certified canine rehabilitation assistant through the Canine Rehabilitation Institute. She also has her certification in applied clinical nutrition for humans and through the Life Chiropractic College. And for the past decade, she's worked in the supplement industry, teaching veterinarians and pet parents about holistic options. Her experience encompasses nutrition, canine rehabilitation, Western herbal medicine, functional medicine, laser therapy, energy medicine, and her favorite modality, therapeutic mushrooms. So. Welcome tonight uh, to the Animal Intuitive Show, Dr. Robert Silver and Jody Camlet. Thank you so much for having me. Good to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. As everyone heard, they have a long list of credentials, so we have a lot to talk about tonight. And we do have our chat open, so if people do have questions, um, you know, we're going to get to those. I am just going to um, probably let them, Dr. Uh, Silver and Jody, talk a little bit, and then we'll as we go along, we'll, we'll start to pick up your questions if you have any and welcome everyone tonight. Hi, Mel Mac. Hi, Dan. Um, thank you for being here tonight. So, um, let's just start off with going back to when you got into veterinary medicine. Cause I think this is curious that, you know, you're one of the first, it seems like in this country, maybe even, but way back in 1993, but definitely in Colorado. Um, what, what got you into, uh, this integrative and holistic field, Dr. Silver? Well, I graduated uh, from Colorado State University's vet school in 1982. And um, I thought I had all the tools I needed, you know, to beat disease, to really get out there and, and help those critters. And, and, I, and a lot of what I was doing was very helpful. But 
I found myself stymied by chronic disease, things like diabetes and chronic arthritis and cancer and epilepsy and the list goes on, allergies, you know, anxiety. And I was trying to find answers. And I couldn't find the answers within the context of Western medicine. So I started looking elsewhere. And I had had prior experience with herbs. I did a lot of survival type of herbal identification and, and you know, um, living off of the land type of thing and foraging herbs and identifying them. So I started looking at herbs as a modality. I started looking at diet. And and I, I really, I really knowing what I know now, I barely knew what I was doing. But those therapies are so robust. I mean, especially for animals that are getting nothing but this dried cardboard kibble and nothing else, you know, and, and being loaded up with tons of, of drugs. I'm not against these drugs or vaccinations. I think they just need to be used in the right context. But you would, I would see my patients respond remarkably to diet, to herbs. And so it, it really got me going. So I studied acupuncture. I studied how to do Chinese herbal therapies. I, and I added on all these modalities and I didn't stop doing conventional medicine. I think there's a really important need for good quality conventional medicine and diagnostics and, and reasonable use of pharmaceutical and surgical modalities, but they're appropriate when appropriately used, but blend them in. Blend them in with the herbs, blend them in with the acupuncture, blend them in with all these other modalities which actually enhance the healing of the patient. So that's kind of got me going. And once we started getting successes, it kept me going, you know, and I think Joni's got a similar story, actually. Yeah, Joni, how did you end up in this world? <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I came in definitely from a different way as, uh, from Dr. Silver, although we, uh, we agree on, uh, you know, a lot of the same things regarding integrating, you know, uh, holistic medicine with Western medicine. I actually, uh, it happened, um, 25 years ago, back in 1996, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and I, knew nothing about holistic medicine for myself. Um, I just knew when they told me that I had the cancer, they did the surgery, they took a giant 18 centimeter cyst out of me that turned out to be cancerous and they wanted to go and uh, go back in and do a complete hysterectomy and stage me from my diaphragm to my bowel and uh, do chemo and radiation, something and you just said no. I just, just said no and I started looking at options. And coincidentally, my dog, was diagnosed with mammary cancer at the exact same time. And I started looking into what I was going to do instead of, I, I mean, I knew nothing, uh, but I started researching for myself and using the same things I was doing for myself with my dog. And we both ended up thriving. I mean, I'm still here. We both ended up thriving and my dog lived, uh, she was nine at the time. She lived to be 18. And that kind of, so back in 1996, I started raw feeding my dog. I started started with homeopathy and herbs and uh, uh, natural therapies, and uh, I ended up going back to school to be a, to become a veterinary nurse or an RBT specifically to go into integrative medicine. So I I really I mean I worked in Western practices that had an integrative vet, but I never I my path was always. When I got into veterinary medicine, it was I went directly into the holistic side of things, and uh, then got into canine rehabilitation, and now the mushrooms. <laughs> so amazing! Wow, what an amazing story! And yeah. I, yeah, I'm wondering because I find this a lot <laughs> with the, my clients that I work with, <clears throat> with animal communication or anything I'm doing, massage or acupressure. 
that a lot of times there is um, something going on with the animal that's also going on with the human, and it's part of whatever in the universe. It's yes. like a journey teaching, you know, yeah. Do you find that? I, I call that the therapeutic pair. Um, and I actually wrote an article about this early on, when I, back in the, before 1996 even, when I did that, because it would be amazing. People would come in with animals that would have electronic kidney disease, and I'd hear that within their family, other family members within that, that family, I guess that's redundant, would, would also have some kind of a kidney issue. And I found it quite similarly, I think, from an energetic standpoint, that people resonate with the same sort of energy in their pet when they go for that original pet selection. It's um, mm -hmm. something that's probably you're better able to just to to um, explain than we are. But I think that, that people, just like, just as with mates, you know, we select mates that maybe bring out our best, but also may bring up some of our old issues and that, that we have to work on. So, um, you know, so that's, that's what I, so I do think that we do see a lot of that. And many times, you know, you have to treat the person in order to treat the pet, you know, if they're, and, and what do you do when you have someone who is, is obese, walks into your exam room and has an animal that's obese, and, you know, you don't want to have any kind of negative reflection on that person, but you want to be able to help the animal. So it's very, it's a very careful path you have to navigate in terms of being diplomatic and kind and trying to get the message across that maybe you could even orchestrate some lifestyle changes in both, you know? Yeah, interesting. Wow. Um, it, you know, are you finding that with the mushrooms that you're working with a certain sort of um, subset or just certain issues? Or are you finding it's very broad spectrum? Um, what are you using? Can you want to talk about this one? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Forgive me. I got tickled in my throat. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Um, you know, for your. Rob, why don't you take it? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Take it so, um, I'll be right back. Okay. Um, could you restate the question, please? Oh, um, like what kind of um, issues are you finding most people oh, okay. are coming in seeking so, mushrooms? So, just as with CBD, you know, people have thought that CBD cures everything, and it, it, it has it's quite helpful with many many problems for for certain reasons. Um, and I think that that really created sort of a a mindset amongst the consumers, especially in a time of pandemic, in a time of um, of um, a lot of you know uh, um, societal um, anxiety and and stress, you know. And so I think that when I think we started to see mushrooms, kind of the door kind of opening for mushrooms, once we had gotten things available from from cannabis. And so I think it's a natural switch for people to look for the next best thing. So I think we find pet owners who are just looking for something that's going to address their pet's problem that conventional medicine or maybe the holistic medicine they've been trying has not been doing a good enough job. And I think, and because of the, the therapeutic profile that mushrooms have, I think they actually serve a very valuable function in that regards because they have such a wide array of, of molecules in them, different molecules that have bioactivity in many different ways, they really are superfoods. They really are adaptogens. They really, not that they can cure all of these things, but they certainly put the animal's being into a better position for healing. This is kind of a simple way of putting it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And if I can add, and it's so funny, you mentioned like things, things that happen on the show. I haven't coughed all day. It's like, um, but you know, what I, you know, most of the people that find their way to mushrooms, uh, or this is my experience so far, come because uh, they have a pet that's dealing with cancer and they've heard about in particular turkey tail uh, to address it. And, but there's so much more that mushrooms can do. I mean, all, you know, mushrooms, basically all mushrooms that are safe for humans are safe for animals. And, you know, they're anti-inflammatory, they're, you know, they're, they're immune system boosters. They, uh, personally, since taking mushrooms, like, I feel like a vitality uh, in my system. I mean, not just physically, but emotionally, and I would say even spiritually, um, feeling more, more vital. And the same can happen with our pets. So I think often, or, you know, I shouldn't say often, initially when people thought mushrooms, they were thinking cancer, turkey tail. And then more recently, people are recognizing that there's a lot more mushrooms out there and a lot more things that they can do. And it's been really exciting to uh, be involved with this. And then with Fantastic Fungi coming out last year, this wonderful movie that um, that really went deeply into mushrooms and was on, you know, I, you can see it on Netflix. It uh, inspired a whole lot more people uh, to become interested in mushrooms. And and they're giving them to their pets. Uh, so it's been pretty, it's been really amazing. Uh, well, and, but and, and COVID, yeah, and COVID certainly got a lot of people thinking about yes. ways of improving the immune system. And with a lot of people shut in, they've been looking for little cottage industries yeah. to get involved with. Yeah. And as a result, a lot of people are, are growing their own mushrooms, their own medicinal right. and edible mushrooms at home. Uh, in fact, I'm doing that, and it's really fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and you, but you so, also, um, kind of work with this um company or is it your company i'm not sure exactly but um so no the, the company was founded um i think it was 10 years ago now it's a retail spin-off of a and it's a canadian company in british columbia and it's a retail spin-off of the company that actually cultivates the mushrooms so we grow them and we, we harvest them, we extract them, we purify them, we, we, we triple test them to make sure they're free of contaminants. They're all certified, um, uh, organic. And, um, and, and then, so the comp, so the parent company makes them. And then we, this company has been making them for humans in capsule form and powders for, I think, 10 years and doing quite well. They're quite popular, doing very well. And I came to them. Last year, um, after I had completed one project with one company and suggested to them that maybe they hire me to help them put together a pet product line. I have a lot of experience doing that. I worked with a company for 25 years developing 40 formulas. Now they were my own formulas um, for veterinarians to use clinically and um, very effective. Yeah. So they, they said, yeah. And the guy who started, who's the founder of the cultivation company, he and I have become quite good friends over the last couple of five years. So it was good. So it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice situation. I don't um, have ownership, but I have, um, I'm in charge of creating this pet line. And uh, Joan okay. is my right hand person, you know, because yeah, and I, I don't know how I, I could do this without them. You know? <laughs> and I heard that, I heard that this company uh, was starting a pet line and I was working for a different supplement company, but had become very, very like 
Well, obsessed. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say I'm obsessed with mushrooms. And um, really, truly, I mean, I li literally, I'm, I'm coming to you from Virginia, where I just, I just moved from California. I bought five acres in Virginia, uh, with four acres of it is wooded, and uh, just so that I, you know, because I want to go, I want to get get more, I want to get more involved with mushrooms, and there's lots of mushrooms here, but. Um, I heard that this company, uh, and I knew they were a very well-respected mushroom company. I loved the quality of their mushrooms. And when I heard that they were starting a pet line, and then then I heard that Dr. Silver was going to be joining as the formulator, I, I basically campaigned for the job. I said, please, please hire me. Yeah, and that's called uh, Real Mushrooms, right? That's the name of them? That's right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Real Mushrooms. Yeah. Real Mushrooms for Pets is kind of our subdivision, you know. Okay, and I'll have a link. Um, I'll put it there after the show yeah, in the descriptions. So yeah, so people can go mm -hmm. and check it out. Check out the website. Yeah, our, in our website, it's it's got a great section on it on education, and yes. because it, it does take a little bit of a learning curve to kind of learn the language and and understand differences and similarities amongst the different types of mushrooms, and so the educational. Um, uh, section is is very very good, and Kajoni and I are continually writing stuff for that sometimes it's it's, yeah. it's kind of kind of weary making how much we have to write for that but it's it's good it's good, for the, for the, good for the pet parents mm -hmm. well and yeah. i'm wondering like if somebody was to be just coming to this completely new and they wanted to find a way just to support their pet um before anything let's just start there before right. anything goes wrong mm -hmm. like wh yeah. where do you start maybe help people understand a little bit about the basics of mushrooms um yeah, it's a lot of confusion. Rob, do you want to take that one? I just saw you. So, so all mushrooms um, have a very fibrous um, body. There, there's a lot of fiber in them, and that fiber that's in the mushrooms um, contains a special molecule that signals our immune system to um, work better than it is working. Mm -hmm. And so, there's copious studies in the literature. These are these molecules are called beta glucans. And they're 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 unique to fungi and grains and seaweed and yeast. Yeast are also fungi there. And um, so all fungi have these beta glucans, and any and you can take any beta glucan from any mushroom, and it's going to help improve your immune system function. Some mushrooms have beta glucans that are a little better for one type of condition or another, but basically that's the that's the basic um 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 that's basically the, the the powerhouse in in mushrooms in general but each individual mushroom also produces individual molecules that are unique to that mushroom that may have some special benefits for instance there's a mushroom called lion's mane i don't know if you've heard of this or not and um kind of looks like a brain and in the old days the the ancients when they were trying to figure out what plants could be used for if they had a shape that looked like an organ or something they would think that maybe that plant had that function. What's amazing mm. is that there was an intuition there in mm. our in our early ancestors uh, that um, were able to figure out, you know, what you know what was working or not for them. And so the tradition over the years is of foraging for mushrooms and seeing that they benefit them has you know developed this culture of of um, of using mushrooms medicinally. So um, there are because each mushroom has different properties and similar properties, many people who are looking for what your um, 
just what you're suggesting, which is kind of a wellness, kind of an all-in-one, maybe a little shotgun type of approach to give a little bit of everything, you know, a little bit of everything that's good would be a mushroom blend that might contain three or five or seven different mushrooms. Our um, human line contains something we call five defenders. And defenders like host, you know, like defending our immune system defense, that sort of thing. So we have five of the top mushrooms in there, and it's extremely popular as a product because it has a little bit of everything in it. And um, it's, it's pretty palatable. Um, some mushrooms can be bitter, but many mushrooms are not. We have edible mushrooms like shiitake, you know, which is highly medicinal in its properties as well. So many of the mushrooms we use, even the little white button mushrooms have very potent medicinal properties, but they have to be cooked. And by cooking, you break down the cell wall, which releases these beta-glucans, which then gives them their medicinal value. Um, Joni, I'm sure you have something to add to that. Um, I yeah, I no, uh, I, I agree with uh, Dr. Silver that like starting out, I mean, I love, you know, being proactive about pet health, you know, is, is so important. It's, we can't do enough for our pets. I, I, I truly believe that, you know, what we're putting in their bowl, uh, whether it's their food or their water, you know, we, uh, we're up against, you know, environmental pollutants and all kinds of other things. And so, you know, and, and what I, what I find is like, you know, animals, like they seem to be doing fine, fine, fine about eight years of age. It's like the wheels start to come off the bus and there's a, you know, there's a cruciate injury or there's a mast cell or something else. And it's not, it didn't just happen, you know, this is not something that just happened out of the blue. It's been, you know, the, the body has been going through some sort of depletion or, you know, or imbalance. And so then it will manifest as something. And what mushrooms can do is, uh, like, like Dr. Silver was describing, like these beta-glucans can really support the immune system in this incredible, uh, in this incredible way. And different mushrooms kind of have affinities for different organ systems. Uh, for instance, like cordyceps mushroom uh, is very good uh, for the lungs and for the kidneys, but it's also, you know, great for the whole immune system. It, you know, it's great for, it's it's an adaptogen mush mushroom. Um, uh, you know, every, like the, the doctor, the lion's mane is great for cognitive function, uh, neurolog neurologic issues. It's also great for the gut. Um, starting out, if you want to be proactive, I agree that starting with a combination and our five defenders um, formula has shiitake, maitake, reishi, turkey tail, and chaga. And so each of those mushrooms, they're all immune, they're all very much immune supporting, but they kind of have an affinity for different organs. Some of them are cardioprotective, some of them sort liver, kidneys, you know, um, uh, so taking that, I think, daily proactively, is, it's almost like I look at it as insurance. Um, it's, you know, it just, like my, my dog, knock on wood, my dog Scruffy has no issues. You know, she's, she's nine years old and, you know, uh, I'm literally going to knock on wood. Uh, you know, right now we're, uh, she's, she's doing great. And, but I've got her on a very, you know, uh, well, I have her on a rotating protocol. You know, I, I use a variety of different foods. I, I, there's something different in her bowl with every meal. Um, I'm, I give her different kinds of mushrooms, you know, I mix it up. 
Um, there's uh, Dr. Barbara Fougere, who's a, a veterinarian who wrote Veterinary Herbal Medicine. She's an Australian veterinarian. We had a wonderful um, a roundtable discussion with her where she talked about seeing uh, much more benefit in the uh, when using mushrooms in synergy, like using combinations of mushrooms together, uh, that they really uh, support each other. And also mushrooms with, you know, things like CBD uh, goes very well with mushrooms as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, every, I think everybody should be giving mushrooms. Everybody should be taking mushrooms themselves and giving them to their pets as well. There's no downside. There's no, there. you know, there's... Right, there's no uh, um, side effects or animals that yeah. shouldn't take them or yeah. anything like that. I mean, it sounds like they're they're functional. Mushrooms are functional foods. It's like, you know, it's like like beets are functional functional foods. Uh, you know, there's different food. You know, uh, there are foods that are also you know that can be medicinal and. So you, you know, the really the only downside if you give too, you know, you don't want to cause any gastric distress by giving too much or by switching things up too soon. But um, really, uh, they can, they're they're very safe. Um, and Dr. Silver, um, do you want to add anything to that? I, I hope I'm saying everything correctly. Just well, just one last thing. I think you you were yeah. you're, you're you know you, that's great information. Um, life, you know, I. Mushrooms can be used, you know, just for a kind of a point source problem, maybe for a couple of weeks, and you'll probably get some results from it. But really, for the best results, it's a lifestyle. It's it's a lifestyle supplement. You know, it should be given every day, every day, every day. And the longer it's given, months, months, years, even, the more it trains your immune system to be vigilant and to be prepared and 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 preventative in that in that function. And so they're, you know, and they're, and mushrooms are food. They are. I mean, you know, if you enjoy shiitake mushrooms and oyster mushrooms, and, and, and if you've never had lion's mane, and you need to try that. That stuff is awesome. It's really very tasty mushrooms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've used but, And that they also have all these great medicinal properties is wonderful, you know? I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, absolutely. No, I, I have used mushrooms and I've been using them with my pets for a while. I'm going to, I hadn't heard about this line though, and I'm going to, definitely be using it um just because it's you know a little bit yeah. more focused it has you as like behind it the one i was using didn't have a vets you mm -hmm. know stamp well, on let, it let, so let me sort of and i'm not trying to to um i'm trying not trying to be negative about the competition because you know i think there's a lot yeah. and I'm, I'm really happy that there's so many companies out there that are doing this because if it can only bring the whole level of knowledge and 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 interest in mushrooms up, you know, if everybody's involved with it. But there's different ways of cultivating mushrooms. And um, many companies will take the spores and they grow them on grain. And the grain gets, and, and the mycelium, which is part of the mushroom life cycle, is the same thing you might see like on bread, as a bread milk. That's what mycelium is. But the mycelium for the, for the edible mushrooms, it, 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 um, it completely um, covers the grain. And they take the grain that spawn and then they put it on the natural growth medium for that mushroom. For oyster mushrooms, it might be wood. You know, for um, you know, for something like um, button mushrooms, it's probably a compost type of a substrate. And then they grow them, and then the mycelium at the right time, and the temperature's lower and moisture's right, sends up the mushroom. And then the mushrooms create spores. But then we eat the mushrooms, um, and then we take the mushrooms and we eat them or we process them for medicines. But other companies are skipping a step. 
And so they take the grain that's covered with mycelium, and instead of culturing it on the, a proper um, culture medium, they just dry it. So basically, they call dried mycelium on grain a mushroom. It's not. Mushroom is the actual, you know, mushroom-shaped object that then creates the spores, which they then drop and form mycelium, which then ultimately form the mushrooms again. That's our kind of our circle of life with the mushrooms. So you want to be sure because they've done tests for the beta glucans in the mushrooms that are in the mushrooms versus the mycelium grown on grain, and it's like a you know like an eighty percent difference in their potency in terms of the amount of beta glucans that are found in, the, in one versus the other. I think the mycelium has some additional potency, certainly. Um, there have been a couple of studies that indicate it does have some, but you know, if you're looking for the most potent approach, you need to find mushrooms, not mycelium grown on grain. And there's controversy. There's some companies that just absolutely say that mycelium is the best thing since sliced bread. But you know, I go by the study. I go by the evidence, and the evidence doesn't show me that that's true. So, um, you know, so that's why that's another reason why I wanted I wanted to be with this company because they do. Yeah. And I did, I just wanted to add to what Dr. Silver said, like uh, the reason that they do this, like the, the reason that they don't wait for the mushroom to grow is it takes a long time. You know, mushrooms don't just, you know, you don't just like, you know, prepare it. And then a week later, you have the mushroom coming up. It can, t it can take months. And you need a lot of space. Three to six months. Yeah, six months. And you need a lot of space. And the mushrooms are very particular about how they like to grow, where, how much space they need, et cetera. And so it's just not really cost effective. And um, so these companies have discovered that they can they can cut their time, they can cut their cost by you know, just growing the mycelium, which I guess you could compare. They're not, it's not really the roots, but it's like the roots. And imagine that, that mycelium growing into the, what's called the, that substrate Dr. Silver was talking about. And the fingers going all through, you can't separate that from the grain. So they just, they kind of grind the whole thing up. And, you know, my, my challenge with that is why not just call it what it is? There's, there's, it's not a mushroom, it's a mycelium. There's the mushroom, the uh, spore, and the mycelium. There's three parts to, uh, to fungi. And, oh, we, you were there, and then you, I think. Yeah. You there? Oh, we good? But uh, I think we lost you, but then you were there. Oh yeah, we lost oh, you. We lost Dr. Silver. <laughs> we lost your volume. Yeah. We can't hear you. Hmm. Something, Something I can't, can't, can't oh, hear no. you. <laughs> oh, because, no. <laughs> why don't we look? We'll probably know when you hook up and we'll let you know. Like, if you want to play with it and see while yeah. we'll let Joni talk and then see yeah. if it's something. Okay. I wonder if your, um, did your earbuds maybe die? Could it, could it be? Yeah, that? could it be your earbuds, the battery? Oh, you can't hear us. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to continue uh, uh, sharing about that. But yeah, my my issue with uh, with that is like, oh, no, there you are. We just heard your um. Yep. There you are. Okay. Yeah. So you can hear me. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now we can hear you. Yeah. I'm just doing. I'm using these now. Instead, and I'm using these instead instead of 
that. Okay. Okay. We can yeah, hear it. It works now. with the microphones. It's yeah yeah you're good yeah um but anyway the you know okay. the, the issue for me is why it's misrepresenting what they're what what what's in the bottle you know and uh sometimes if people are trying to avoid grains um for whatever reason you know i mean they're some a lot of the companies do list what that it's mycelium on grain or mod, but there are companies out there that are not even listing that. They're just they're just calling it mushroom, and people are buying not knowing really what they're getting. Um, the other thing about so what I, I I'm a big fan of the fruiting body, and that's when I went the that's why I came to work for all mushrooms, the fruiting body, which is also basically the mushroom. Um, um all the traditional you know, use of mushrooms goes back thousands of years, and it's always been the mushroom that they've been working with. And most of the clinical studies use the mushroom, not the mycelium. So I'm just, you know, like Dr. Silver said, there's some wonderful, uh, there's probably some wonderful uses for mycelium, but I want to see it isolated from that grain. I want to see it, you know, Right on its own, and that's a very well. You know what? When you see when yes. mm -hmm. go ahead, Dr. When, when so many pet parents are when, when so many pet parents are looking for grain-free food for their pets. Yeah. Why would they want to feed a supplement that has grains in it? You know, yeah. that's that's kind of my thing. You know, so I think you know I'm not faulting these companies, but I think that we need to have transparency in labeling. So that the consumer can be aware, and they can they can make the choice as far as what they would want to use for their pet, because that's their choice to make. You know? Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, that's why I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be switching over because I didn't realize this stuff, and I think this is what's so important about hearing you talk, having the two of you with the knowledge and the background, because some of these little like pointers, just you know it it's good to educate yourself, but sometimes we miss things. Um, so, so it is very, um, it's helpful to get the education. Well, Somebody was asking the reading material yeah. and I think well, we're going to send you, we're going to send you some samples. Yeah. We're, we're going to send you some samples too. So, um, you can, so you can try a couple of different uh, brands. We've got soft chews as well as capsules. Oh, that's yeah. great. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, and somebody is asking about, um, you bet reading material and it sounds like a good place would be to start with the website right is there any but are there is there anything else that you recommend as yeah. material? You, you know this is such a new um area and um you know so there, there aren't a lot of texts that have it focused towards um pets you know there there is a new book that's out recently i i've got a, a it's um uh, oh, I don't have it. I was. I don't have it down here. I could show you a copy of it. It's by um, um, by Hobbs, by Chris Hobbs. It's called Medicinal Mushrooms, and it's a new publication. Lots of pretty pictures and very, very well done. Um, so that would be one good resource. But I do think that our website. I mean, Joni and I do spend a lot of time, and we have a naturopath who works with us as well. So we write, you know, articles that have references to to. You know, citations. We write very scientific articles, and it's a very good. We want to educate the pet, the yeah. pet um, parent, to so they understand and they know better 
how to provide this this emerging therapy for their pets. Yeah. Yeah, and somebody was asking, is it usually powder? Um, camera's kind of funny. Okay. Yeah, you look, you're fine. You're in focus and everything. Um, but somebody was asking how what the form is. Mm -hmm. Is it usually like a powder form over their food, or do you recommend people really just if they really want to get into it? Is it better to to make your own, or what? What do you think is? Uh, well, I'll, I'll start, Silver, and you can you can follow up. So, um, our our mushroom extracts are powders. Um, that are sold either in capsules or we also have the powders. Our real mushrooms for pets line, uh, Dr. Silver formulated as capsules that are, um, and it's very easy because the dosage is on the side of the bottle for pets by weight. Um, you can always open the capsules and sprinkle the powder on the food, mix it in the food. We also have pet shoes. Uh, if, you know, if pets don't like the powders or, um, I like to give the pet shoes to my dog as a treat. We have the relaxed chew, which is a combination of a lion's mane reishi. Was it lemon balm and uh, catnip? Uh, what else uh, is in there, Dr. Silver? Um, passion flower? Did I get Well, it has tryptophan and theanine, which oh, wow. is quite potent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's relaxing. Yeah. yeah. And, then, so uh, and then we have it a It works well. Chew. So, yeah. you know. Go ahead. Now go ahead. Dr. I, there's a kind of a delay with the, with the sound now, so, so I'm sorry if I'm interrupting. I don't mean to. Um, it, it, this whole thing with the, the changeover with the sound. Um, so we're just in the infancy, really. We are just now getting started, and um, we have we don't even have all of our capsules completed. And what we're doing is we're doing encapsulated versions of the individual herbs and that five defenders that are available for humans. I made the capsules smaller. Those pets are smaller and they don't need as much of a dose, they're less expensive. Um, and we have the two soft cheese, but right now we're in the process of developing uh, the entire line and and working on that, revisioning it still. So we're also open to hearing from pet parents what their concerns are and what sorts of products they would be most interested in, um, in us putting together for them because we're right in that part now where we get to create it, you know. Oh, that's a big and, yeah. yeah. Oh, hi, Mike. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've got the echo too. Um, I think you were asking about cooking versus supplementing. Like, uh, you know, people can certainly uh, cook mushrooms for their pets. Uh, like, uh, you know, like I said earlier, like any mushroom that's safe for humans is safe for pets. You always want to cook mushrooms because that releases the medicine, really. It kind of breaks down that cell wall. Um, but the thing is, you would have to, in order to equal the amount of the mushrooms that's in our extracted powders, you'd have to cook an awful lot of mushrooms. That, um, so if you really want to get the, the benefits of the medicine, I mean, I think cooking, adding mushrooms to your pet's food is great. You know, uh, I do it once or twice a week with my dog, but... I would not count that as for therapeutic dose of mushrooms per week. Okay. You just can't get enough, I, I don't believe, through cooking. So um, so I make sure that she gets, you know, the, the desired amount that I want for her of mushrooms through the supplementation, you know, and I, I, I do. Well, at this point, she just eats the capsules, you know, I don't even have to hide them. Um, she's... My dog's just broke. Uh, I don't know how I lucked out to get such a great dog that will eat anything. But um, that is but yeah, 
but you know, some like with other, you know, working with other dogs, like I'll uh, open the capsule, I'll sprinkle it, uh, sprinkle it on the food. Um, you can add, you know, some bone broth or, you know, uh, you know, some wa water. If you're feeding dry food, add some water in the mushroom powder and mix it to make a gravy. Um, and is it for cats too? The one that you, the five defenders? Yeah, but it's whether cats are for it. I mean, you know, cats are, yeah. you know, yeah. cats are cats. And so, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, cats, if dogs come when called, cats take a message and get back to you. So, you know, whether they're going to be, you know, um, accepting of it, there's some mushrooms that I think are more palatable for cats than others. One other advantage to using our powders versus doing it yourself is that every dosage, you know, every amount that you give, it's standardized. You know, we yeah. every every bottle we create, every batch we create, we we standardize it so it has the same potency from one batch from one bottle to the next, from one batch to the next. And that's you know, and especially if you're trying to make sure your animal gets enough to have a benefit, that's important. Yeah. Yes. One less thing I have to cook. That's great in my opinion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Activity. <laughs> um so i mean it sounds like so definitely and i've heard them used for immune system i've definitely heard people using them for cancer treatment mm -hmm. um are you finding them helpful for things like arthritis and you know just joint issues and well a lot of a lot of i was surprised we were at the healthy pet expo this march in uh in new york and I was surprised at how many uh, pet parents would come up to us asking if we had mushrooms for mobility issues, um, because they aren't really known to be specifically for mobility issues, but they have very strong antioxidant, and many of them have anti-inflammatory properties as well. So in that context, they could, but I don't, I wouldn't use them directly for, to treat a joint. I think they could be part of a, of a protocol that might include some joint lubricants and some antioxidants and, you know, and, um, and a mushroom that has good anti-inflammatory activity. Yeah. Which is most Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They could we have calming as a possible, um, yeah, we have, you know, um, a healthy yeah. digestive system and mushrooms, the fiber in mushrooms, not only does it contain these great beta-glucans, but it's it's really good food as a prebiotic for our microbiome. And so it benefits them in that regards. And the mushroom powder that we use for the pet products is very rich in this microbiome-friendly fiber, which also contains the beta-glucans. So um, um, calming, cancer, um, I think there's, I think as we get more use of mushrooms, I think we will be able to create more applications for them. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how does and it help calming? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, June. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, well, why don't we, we can answer that question and, uh, and then I'll make my, give my shout out to lion's mate for cognitive function. Um, Rob, do you want to answer how does it help? How do the mushrooms help with calming? Like, I, I, I will help with there's still some of the mechanisms. I'm really I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to all the mechanisms of action and the molecules and the receptors. And we really have not gotten that information clearly yet about how mushrooms really do create what the exact molecule is, what is the exact receptor that it docks in. 
Um, but like with lion's mane, for instance, it contains these molecules called triterpenes and diterpenes. And these are, terpenes are the, are these volatile plant molecules that give plants their flavor, their taste, but they also have biomedical activity. And so it's the triterpenes that can dock on these receptors in our nervous system that help to produce the neurotransmitters that are more common. I guess that's probably the simplest answer for okay. you. And so lion's mane has two, has a, has a triterpene and a diterpene. Reishi has multiple triterpenes, all of which are known to contribute to the calming effect. Reishi, considered the mushroom of immortality, is used by Zen masters as a meditation aid. So they not. So when we say calming, we don't mean sedation at all. We just mean settling. You know, like the word settle. I think is really a better word than calm when you talk about the effect of these. You know, and, and settle is a command we give to our animals. Settle. I, I love listening to Dr. Silver nerd out about triterpenes yeah. and other, no, <laughs> other, large, other large words. Um, but what I, I I also wanted to add about uh, something pretty incredible about mushrooms. There's specifically lion's mane uh, that I think all aging dogs should be on lion's mane uh, be, for, because it's very supportive for cognitive function. And more and more animals are being diagnosed with dementia, you know, just like, just like humans, you know, um, it's becoming, a, you know, epidemic and they don't know if it's, if more animals have it or we're just noticing it more, it's being reported more. But, um, you know, I know when I got into veterinary medicine 20 some odd years ago, I'd never heard the term dog dementia and you know, over the over the past, you know, five, ten years, it's uh, it, I get that question a lot. Do you have anything for cognitive issues, et cetera? And um, lion's mane shows great promise for uh, people and for animals. Uh, plus the fact that it supports the gut. The traditional use of lion's mane uh, was for the gut. They've only discovered more the neural, you know, the the, uh, the how supportive it is for the brain more recently. So for that older dog that, you know, maybe they're on Rimadyl or something for their joints and, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the, the fact that the lion's mane uh, gives that gut support and also, uh, you know, helps with uh, cognitive function. Uh, I just think all, all older pets should be on, on lion's mane. And it's very palatable too. It's a very tasty mushroom, um, unlike, Something like reishi, which is a wonderful mushroom. It's just a bitter mushroom, and the the medicine is in that bitterness. But animals instinctively avoid bitter, so it can be sometimes a hard hard to hard a little harder to get it in them. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and we have a question: Are there any fillers in the products, and if so, what? In our powders, no, there are no fillers. This is kind of what we're referring to when we talk about um, the the mycelium on grain, because in that case, it's not just mycelium; it's also the grain filler. If the, if we're looking at capsules, in order to stuff that powder into the little capsule, they have to add a, um, a what they call a flow agent in order to allow it to go through the machinery. Um, and um, they're non-toxic and and quite safe, and have been used. They're in every in all supplements have that come in capsules. They have these no way to flow do it agents. Without, There's some people yeah. that you know get really you know get get kind of you know bent out of shape over anything that's that's added to it. But these are these have been used for many many years. There's no evidence of any toxicity to them. Okay. 
Um, and I'm just making sure I didn't miss any questions here. Um, you compliment each other well. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> and are you so, Doctor Silver? No, we don't just compliment each other. We also compliment each other. Yeah, we compliment. That's important. Yes. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> we like each other. That helps. It helps. It helps. And by the way, if you want to mm -hmm. give the show a compliment, give us a thumbs up and, uh, you know, subscribe and hit the bell to be notified about future episodes. And this absolutely. Episode, yeah. We talk about all things holistic pet care um, in addition to animal communication and live animal communication episodes, which I don't do when I'm interviewing people. But, um, you know, mm -hmm. you can find all the information in the description. Um, so are you finding that a yeah. lot of people are? I, 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 mm -hmm. Go ahead. That's mm -hmm. oh, okay. Like it was, it was a diversion. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, this kind of is a, taking us in another direction. So feel free to go back if you do. Um, do you find that people okay. are um, yeah. coming to your site and not knowing um, a vet near them that uses mushrooms? Is or is it starting to pick up and vets are right using them? Well, well, I'm reaching out now to the veterinary community. I've been educating the veterinary community for years on nutraceuticals and cannabis and, and a variety of other uh, integrative medicine topics. The last 20 years I've been doing that. So now we are um, attending conferences. I'm speaking for a number of hours on medical mushrooms along with other topics of interest like CBD and nutraceuticals and chronic kidney disease. So we're starting that educational process. We're going to be um, providing an online webinar That'll be available for a year to veterinarians. So we're trying to up their level of knowledge because um, veterinarians, by and large, when you say mushroom to them, they think top poison, poisonous mushrooms, because that's what all veterinarians see. You know, is the dog coming in vomiting from having eaten some white mushrooms in the backyard? Yeah. So, um, so we need to re-educate them that way. And one of the first things I'm going to be doing with the company is doing a safety study just feeding the mushrooms to a group of dogs at very, very high doses and doing blood tests and showing there's no impact on that. I think that'll be yeah. really helpful as well. But what I was going to digress on, Anne, was I just want to say that when I, I'm not currently in practice, but for the 35 years that I was in practice, I relied heavily, I, or not relied heavily, but there were quite a few um, animal communicators that I worked with that really, I felt, helped us unravel some of these very complex issues and these complex cases. And I've never, I've always learned never to discount anything. There's always some truth in every bit of information, whether it's from a, a, a pet parent who doesn't really know how to describe what they're seeing or from an animal intuitive who just gets messages, but may not put them together in a completely medically diagnostic way, you know? So it's up to me to communicate. And I still have some, some um, animal intuitives that refer to to my website wonderful definitely well and i'll definitely be sending people there um yeah, so yeah so keep up the good work thank you yeah <laughs> thank you and i think it's a good point too just to make you you know that you mentioned that sometimes i just well i always say to people i don't, might not understand what i'm getting i'm just going to give you the information as it comes to me because yeah. i may yeah. not be able to make sense of it and my job really when it comes to medical intuitive is not to diagnose or treat that I leave that to the vets but i will give you what the pet gives me what are they feeling where am i picking up in the body so and we really appreciate vets who don't discount mm -hmm. us so <laughs> thank you yeah. for that yeah 
Have you got a, I ever worked with was we have most, we had a list. We had a referral list of, of uh, animal yeah. communicators. And just to go back to what you were um, uh, asking about finding veterinarians that use mushrooms or, you know, or do people come that are having a hard time? We do have a referral list. So um, if people are looking for a veterinarian, uh, they can go to our website and uh, send us an email and we can help them find a veterinarian that's either in their area or uh, more and more veterinarians are doing telehealth. Um, so, and I just want to give a shout out, Dr. Silver has his own website, the Well Pet Dispensary. Um, where he uh, he has some of his own products and he also has the real mushrooms and uh, yeah. Oh, great. Okay. I didn't realize that. So I'll have that in the description as well for people if you want to go down there and use that link. Yeah. Um, he never says it. I always shout. I, I shout it out. <laughs> It's a great website. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's appropriate to market my website when we're doing a podcast for real mushrooms. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But she can. Oops. <laughs> um so oh the website is again the i'll have it in the description but what is yeah. your website again well pets oh, oh well, yeah the, well, well realmushrooms.com is the mushroom yeah. well so if you want to check my my place out it's wellpetdispensary.com just like it sounds a dispensary for the well pet well pet dispensary yeah one word Okay. And just to follow up regarding education, if you go to the realmushrooms.com website and uh, across the top of the page, uh, you, it'll either say, I think it says learn, um, there's different links to shop or, you know, but uh, there's a link that says learn, uh, learn, L-E-A-R-N, learn. And if you I click on that. Did I spell it wrong? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's S-A-R-Y, by the way. Well, dispensary. Yeah, that was never my oh yeah <laughs> math and spelling, not my yeah. strong point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if it's a link, if it's a link, it won't work. But yeah, um, yeah, and I'll yeah in the description I'll put okay. the real link. Okay, okay. but uh, but yeah, uh, click on learn, and uh, you can go and then click on blog, and you'll pull up. There's so many. There's like there's the veterinary uh, information. Uh, Dr. Silver just wrote a wonderful blog on turkey tail that just came out a few days ago. Uh, where he really dives deep into the research and um but there's also just you know uh there's blogs on what is an extract and uh what to look for in a quality mushroom etc like everything from uh beginner information on mushrooms all the way up to some you know really pretty yeah pretty complicated uh information on mushrooms for the for someone who really wants to nerd out on it so um a lot of information I was curious, um, because I know some, you know, I think I tried the mushrooms with my cats. The dogs are taking it, but the cats, they rejected, mm -hmm. I think. No, one of them will use them, the other won't. So I kind of like, but they share food sometimes. So anyway, mm -hmm. are you eventually going to try to put them into drops, like an extract, so that you can just hit them up and run away? Well, it's, nothing's off the table. <laughs> Nothing's off the table, okay. and and being able to come up with a successful line for cats, I think, is very important because cats are very special and very challenging. You know, when it comes, you know, as a product developer or product formulator, the holy grail is formulating something that a cat will eat, or that his dog will eat. It's, it's whether it works. Or not, we just don't know they'll eat it. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rob, so, everything by his dog. Like we mentioned, like like. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I got a fat rod who who, who didn't like the first um, the first recipe I made up with the soft cheese, so we had to change that. But um, but I think as far as cats, I think Joni, let's make a note to send her um some lion's mane powder or some or capsules rather, or we don't have the cordyceps capsules yet. Uh, we're, we still have several that we're waiting to have manufactured because we still have supply chain issues with um, even though we're manufacturing it and we're getting it to us. So, um, but the, the lion's mane capsules, you can open those and you can mix them in with the food. And my advice when it comes to introducing something new to a kitty cat is because cats are, are more, they're, they're, their livers don't detoxify toxins as well as dogs, dogs, horses, and humans. So over the millennia, they've had to be very suspicious about any new smells in their food. And if you've ever noticed when you ever feed them, you know, rather just going and gobbling up their food like the dog would do, you know, they sniff it. Same food, same bowl, same place, same time. They still sniff it before they eat it. This is their little react, you know, little toxicity chip. So to introduce something new, you start with just a teeny pinch. So they get somewhere in their olfactory apparatus, they get that smell, but not so much to spoil the taste of the treat. And maybe adding something they're really hot for, you know, if they like a little bit extra tuna or, you know, a little bit of chicken, baby food or whatever, that gets them hotter for it. So that makes it more likely. And then over time, you gradually increase the amount you give to them. And hopefully you can increase it to the point that you'll be giving them a function doses. Okay. That's my advice. Yep. Okay. That's good advice. Great. And um, someone asks, uh, shelf life, do they last a while? The um is it two years, Dr. Sullivan? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I would I wouldn't have even yeah. thought that long, so that's great. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean they need to be stored properly, but they're very okay. they're very heat tolerant. Okay. Right. Um and I'm just curious, have you had any exciting stories, you know, just ones that you think about where people were having a problem and they started using this and uh things turned around? Every single day, <laughs> honestly, uh, you know, our uh, the Real Mushrooms, it's an online company and people can go on and leave reviews. And every time somebody leaves a review on the website, my our Slack channel pings and, you know, the review comes in and I literally daily, I'm seeing reviews from people talking about the benefits that well, not only themselves, you know, like, a lot of human uh, uh, wonderful feedback, but uh, you know, uh, I mean, tumors that are shrinking, you know, things like that. For her, Joni, maybe. What's that? What's that, Doctor Silver? Like an individual case. Do you have like an individual case? Do you have an individual case that you remember? Sounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, just uh, the the other uh, case of a dog that was just given like a few months to live. And, you know, and knows, you know, I mean, these are all, the thing is, this is all anecdotal, you know, Um, we need the studies that are going to back this up. But um, this dog uh, was given just a few months months to live, I I think, uh, I think it was hemangiosarcoma. And, um, yeah, and the dog 11 months later was still going and this, uh, this uh, pet parent was giving, you know, the turkey tail religiously and, um, and also they were doing something called Yunin Bial, which um, it kind of stops uh, bleeding. But um, they were convinced that the the mush that the, this protocol that they were using was what was helping their pet 
survive mm-hmm. and their vets are like yeah keep, keep doing it whatever you're, you're doing keep doing it so uh and we get that all the time well, i'm working with an angiosarcoma patient oh. yeah i'm working with the angiosarcoma patient right now who is experiencing uh, we're all frozen um who, who are, we're all frozen there for a second oh okay um, and could you maybe just tell people who don't know what that is what it is um yeah um yes it's it's a cancer of the spleen it's very common in dogs and it's it's very aggressive and they generally don't live more than a month or two once they've diagnosed it. the spleen the spleen ruptures and their belly gets filled with blood they get very weak and anemic and then if the spleen's not removed it'll rupture again but even if the spleen's removed then the metastases from that abdominal metastases from that bleed you know will wind up dooming them anyway so um, this is a dog, they chose not to remove the spleen, and we have it on high doses of turkey tail and Chinese herbs and yunnan bayal and CBD and actually THC. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, we're just amazed. Dog's doing great. Oh, that's yeah. fabulous. Wonderful. And that's been, I think, four months now. Incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I lost what I was going to ask you. Um Oh, is is there funding coming in to do more studies? Are you getting uh, the, the funding? Well, the, the company will oh, be funding. The company we're looking. Studies. I mean, that's yeah, the which, wonderful which thing is, about real mushrooms is that they're really they're so committed to education, and they're so they're also extremely committed to evidence. Um, you know that we really we really want to be evidence based. So, uh, you know, we. Uh, you know, it looks like they're going to fund some studies uh, uh, for us, which will be great. Great, yeah. Uh, and and we will we will have those studies performed. You know, at like the uh, Lincoln Memorial University's vet school, for instance, where you know I have fa- a faculty position to so that would be unbiased because you know when a company pays for research, um, there's always this kind of stigma that maybe there's some kind of a bias you know because that's where the money comes from we want to make sure there is no bias right. with this with these studies Absolutely. we want it to be a good uh, a good contribution to the literature you know yeah. and we know that it will reflect well on our products yeah. because they are such high quality yeah it would be great yep. to see it just become more um you know i know you'll need to do that before it just becomes something that gets approved and um that veterinarians just start to use as a matter of course, it'd be great yeah. to see that. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And first they have to know they're safe. They have to really, really know there has to be white paper, you know, so they call the clinical studies white paper that shows that you can take this amount of mushrooms and, you know, uh, this dosage and that exactly it's going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Um, and I'm well, just and, and the thing is, is that um, with, 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 with pet food, um, the FDA is different in how they regulate that than how they regulate human food. So mushrooms for human use are generally accepted as safe, generally recognized as safe by the FDA, but in pets, it's not an approved ingredient. So even though it is safe, because we know it's safe in humans, we can't use it in food for that reason. So one of the steps that we would use to address, to get the FDA, actually the AFCO, to approve mushrooms as an ingredient for pet food are safety studies. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. I didn't realize that that they couldn't put them in food. Yeah. And so much information. Um yeah. and is there anything that we haven't talked about that you think yeah. we should? 
something important. I'm sure there's tons, but you know, what are we, yeah. is there anything we've missed that you think we need to? Yeah. Um, well, um, you know, the, 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 the 800 pound gorilla in the room is psilocybin. Um, because, you know, a lot of people these days, it's getting a lot of headlines because it's, it's, yeah. it seems like it's helping humans who have PTSD or depression. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have similar types of mental health conditions in our pets, like the CCD and other yeah. issues. Um, and so the, the question is, can it help our pets? But we don't have any kind of yeah. information yet from, um, anyone using it in pets. And we're a bit worried about what, what is, I mean, dogs don't like getting high, they don't like THC, you know, what, what, how would the psilocybin affect them as well? Mm -hmm. But I do know that there is a, a study being put together with military dogs that have PTSD, mm -hmm. applying the psilocybin to them, but I don't know anything more than that. But when people say shrooms and say mushrooms, you know, for veterinarians, the first thing they think is poisonous, but the first thing most consumers think, you know, is magic mushrooms. Yeah, magic So yeah. I just wanted to make sure that you understood that we, as a company, we are not making the magic mushrooms. Right. Although, we, <laughs> yeah. If we Big got difference. a license yeah. for it, we might. Well, we're actually, yeah. well, we're a Canadian company, so we, we are, we are pursuing a license in Canada for growing psilocybin for medical practitioners in Canada. And that may happen. We're looking, we're waiting to hear back from Health Canada. But I, I think that might be the one thing that we haven't discussed. That <laughs> oh, okay. People yeah. Who say mushrooms, you know? yeah, but the, to yeah. me, that's fascinating because I, you know, like I deal with a lot of animals with what you yeah. might, you know, call PTSD. And mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. even, you know, I have a dog who went through a trauma that it's, it's just a slow process. I even see it in my cat who was in a shelter for like a year and then um she went with somebody who was a, a good person but she had to do some traveling and i see these little you know these reactions in her that we try to address with things like cbds and energy work and um, acupressure and animal communication and they help to an extent but i'm also a, a licensed clinical social worker and i'm very interested in things like, um, you know, mushrooms and just different yeah, ways sure. we can help people with, um, yeah. you know, ketamine and things like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it it's, would be great to see something like that if it can be yeah. used with animals to try to get them over these like humps, these yeah. like, these like I walls, think, these things that they just yeah. can't seem to. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see it. I think with some kind of behavioral modification. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, I think in the next few years, we're going to, we're going to see, you know, I, I, I mean, I actually, I know, I know, of, I, I know of some vets that are, that are using psilocybin in small doses, but they're not, not for their, like, yeah, trying it out on their own. You know, they're not going to come out and say they are because for obvious reasons, but. Um, I think over the next few years, it's going to become more, it's, it's going to come more to the forefront for humans and potentially for animals. Yeah. Very cool. Anecdotally, what are they yeah. saying about it? What have they, have they True. seen any obvious changes yeah. yet? Yeah. yeah. Relief from anxiety, uh, oh, you know, changes in behavior. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's great. Wow. Yeah. 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 Kind of like the same with people. Yeah. That's yeah, wonderful. so I'm excited. What Doctor Dr. Dr. Silver mentioned uh, this 
study that's being done with uh, dogs coming back from from war. I mean, yeah. imagine the the trauma that they you know that they're yeah. they're dealing with, just like the soldiers coming back. So, I think they're a, um, they're like the perfect uh, yeah. testing group. Yeah, <laughs> test group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's fabulous. And, and an interesting thing, just I, I find very interesting, is that just psilocybin in general. I was talking to somebody yesterday. It's a very bipartisan topic. Mm -hmm. uh, when we think of magic mushrooms or shrooms, maybe you think it's oh those liberals or whatever, you know. And I don't want to get political, but actually, um, a lot of the lobby, a lot of the lobbying groups for psilocybin are from the wounded warriors, from the soldiers, which you know, and. Uh, uh, which might be more more aligned with some of the more conservative thinking, and so this is actually a, an issue that uh, that both sides of the political divide uh, actually want to see. You know, they want to see legalization. So yeah, and hopefully it'll make it that much easier to yeah. get things pushed through. When absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, great. Um, well, this is uh, there's so much, so much here. Um, hope because that's my thing about you know why part of why I started this show was to have people on to talk about hope because that's yeah you know what I say to my clients when they they let me know there's been a diagnosis and I just you know I'm like well there's things out there let's you know yeah. you know there's especially let's look at all the holistic things that you can use to support your pet there's a lot so this yeah. just you know this adds to the the toolbox yeah. and it's wonderful and i just really appreciate you both being here to talk about it and the work that you're doing and i encourage everyone to check out uh the websites and the descriptions the real mushroom and um the real pet dispensary well pet dispensary yeah. <laughs> well well pet dispensary and yeah. those links will be well, in the mushrooms yeah. um and please let us know thank, in thank the you so much for having us on today oh yeah, absolutely this has been fun we've enjoyed it yeah. yeah my pleasure absolutely yeah it's been wonderful yeah. Thank you so much. And everybody, you know, feel free to let us know in the comments if you tried mushrooms and, you know, if they've helped your pet. And, you know, we'd love to hear what, what your thoughts are on the show. And thank you so much, uh, Joni and Dr. Silver, for being here. Our pleasure. I love a nice massage and a belly rub. Nothing makes me feel more relaxed. Rub my belly, rub my belly, rub my belly, my belly, my belly.
Rub my belly. 